Section three of the Underground Railroad, Part four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Underground Railroad, Part four, by William Still. Section three. Arrival from Richmond, eighteen fifty eight. Orlando J. Hunt. When Orlando escaped from Richmond, the Underground Railroad business was not very brisk. A disaster on the road, resulting in the capture of one or two captains, tended to damp the ardor of some who wanted to come, as well as that of sympathizers. The road was not idle, however. Orlando's coming was hailed with great satisfaction. He was twenty-nine years of age, full black, possessed considerable intelligence, and was fluent in speech, fully qualified to give clear statements as to the condition of slavery in Richmond, etc. While the committee listened to his narrations with much interest, they only took note of how he had fared and the character of the master he was compelled to serve. On these points the substance of his narrations may be found annexed. I was owned by High Holzler, a hide sorter, a man said to be rich, a good Catholic, though very disagreeable. He was not cruel, but was very driving and abusive in his language towards colored people. I have been held in bondage about eighteen years by Holzler, but have failed so far to find any good traits in his character. I purchased my mother for one hundred dollars when she was old and past labor, too old to earn her hire and find herself, but she was taken away by death before I had finished paying for her. Twenty-five dollars only remained to be paid to finish the agreement. Owing to her unexpected death, I got rid of that much, which was of some consequence, as I was a slave myself, and had to work to raise the money to purchase her. Thus finding the usages of slavery so cruel and outlandish, he resolved to leave old Virginia and took out by the Underground Railroad, he appeared to be of a religious turn of mind and felt he had a call to preach. After his arrival in Canada, the following letter was received from him. St. Catharines, C.W., May 6, 1858. My dear friend, William Still. Mr. Orlando J. Hunt, who has just arrived here from Richmond, Virginia, desires me to address to you a line on his behalf. Mr. Hunt is expecting his clothing to come from Richmond to your care, and if you have received them, he desires you to forward them immediately to St. Catharines in my care, in the safest and most expeditious way in your power. Mr. Hunt is much pleased with this land of freedom, and I hope he may do well for himself and much good to others. He preached here in the Baptist Church last evening. He sends his kind regards and sincere thanks to you and your family, and such friends as have favored him on his way. Very respectfully yours, Hiram Wilson, for Orlando Hunt. Arrival from Norfolk, Virginia, 1858, William Mackey. William made no complaint against his master of a serious nature touching himself. True, he said, his master was a frolicker and fond of drink, but he was not particularly unkind to him. His name was Tunis. He was a military man and young. Consequently, William had not been in his hands long. 
Prior to his being owned by the young master, he had lived with old mistress Tunis. Concerning her, the following is one of William's statements. My sister, about the first of this month, three weeks after her confinement, had word sent to her by her mistress, Mrs. Tunis, that she thought it was time for her to come out and go to work, as she had been laying by long enough. In reply to this message, William said his sister sent word to her mistress that she was not well enough, and begged that her mistress would please send her some tea and sugar until she got well enough to go to work. The mistress' answer was to the effect that she did not intend to give her anything until she went to work, and at the same time she sent word to her that she had better take her baby down to the back of the garden and throw it away, adding, I will sell her, etc. It was owing to the cruelty of Mrs. Tunis that William was moved to flee. According to his statement, which looked reasonable and appeared truthful, he had been willed free by his master, who died at the time that the plague was raging in Norfolk. At the same time, his mistress also had the fever and was dreadfully frightened, but recovered. Not long after this event, it was William's belief that the will was made away with through the agency of a lawyer, and in consequence thereof the slaves were retained in bondage. Arrival from near Baltimore, 1858, Henry Tucker Henry fled from Baltimore County. Disagreement between him and his so-called master was the cause of his flight. Elias Nevely, a farmer, known on the Arabella Creek Place as a hard swearer, an old bachelor, and a common tormentor of all around him, was the name of the man that Henry said he fled from. Not willing to be run over at the pleasure of Snevely, on two occasions just before his escape, serious encounters had arisen between master and slave. Henry being spirited and hungering for freedom, while his master was old and hardened in his habits, very grave results had well nigh happened. It was evident, therefore, in Harry's opinion, that the sooner he took his departure for Canada, the better. His father's example was ever present to encourage him, for he had escaped when Henry was a little boy. His name was Benjamin Tucker. A still greater incentive, however, moved him, which was that his mother had been sold south five years prior to his escape, since which time he had heard from her but once, and that vaguely. Although education was denied him, Henry had too much natural ability to content himself under the heel of slavery. He saw and understood the extent of the wrongs under which he suffered, and resolved not to abide in such a condition, if by struggling and perseverance he could avoid it. In his resolute attempt, he succeeded without any very severe suffering. He was not large, rather below the ordinary size, of a brown color and very plucky. End of section 3